1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on the way. We have Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions right now. I believe we have Dennis on the phone. Hey, Dennis. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, yes. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Southern California. Hmm. Listening on Exxon? Wildemar. We're near the wine wine country down here. Wine co- Down there? Where yeah. again? Wildemar? Wildemar is the name of the town, a small town, uh, halfway between L.A. and San Diego. Oh, okay. Very nice area. Hey, listen, what's going on with your animals today? Well, I have a, a dog here that's uh, about eight years old now, and uh, I just can't get him to stop lifting his leg and peeing on everything in sight. If <laughs> <laughs> You know, the other day I got, I got a UPS package, and before I could get there, he, he already had it soaked down for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, Boy, and, that's... Uh, he's been neutered. He was okay. neutered at about eight months old. He was a rescue dog. and uh, But ever, ever since, we have we had him, we got him right after he was neutered at about, uh, about eight months old, and he's lifted his leg always. But, uh, but boy, it's like out of control now. <laughs> he, okay. just, he wants that's, to sign everything. Yeah, that's di- difficult to take that, I'll say. Now, does he mark in the house um, predominantly, or does he have... He's a guard, he's a guard dog. He's uh, probably three-quarter, maybe more, Great Pyrenees. Okay. And uh, he's a guard dog for our alpacas. Oh, so he has a job then. Yes, he does, and he does a great job at that, too. He's really good at it. He's a very smart dog, and uh, coyotes come around. Boy, he's right there. Okay, so does he spend most of his time outdoors, or does he spend kind of equal inside and out? No, all the time out. He's outside all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's the animals here. All right, so he's marking, so he has access to, like, the front of the house, the porch, things like that, where he's right. getting to he the packages. A- yeah, he has access all around the property. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, Dennis, you know, the first thing that I'm going to say is that he's doing everything you're asking him to do. <laughs> is that he's an outside dog who has a job of protecting his uh, property and keeping those other dogs, the coyotes, away. So he does that by his presence and by sending his scent around in the means of urine marking. Um, It's going to be very hard for him to understand that that's what you want him to do in some situations, but not when the UPS guy comes around or, um, you know, if something else comes onto his property that looks new, foreign, or like he has to mark his presence to that object. Um, does he ever uh, urine mark on people? No, he never does that. No. No, okay. He's great with people. He's fantastic with, with people and and kids especially. He just loves them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, but, and, but can you see the difficulty here is that this is exactly what he's he knows in his life is that he yeah. has to kind of guard the property and uh you know i I think that unless he's going to have a major change in his lifestyle i I don't know that we're going to be able to tell him you know don't mark on this particular thing now unless you have a certain area that we're going to completely make off limits um you know if that's a part of the uh, the home environment that he doesn't get around the front porch then there are ways where you can train him to not come near that um but if he's got free roam then that's really tough (laughs) 
that's what I thought might, you might be telling me, but uh, <laughs> he does a good job at what he's supposed to be doing here, what he's hired for, right? You know. Exactly. He's earning his keep with you. So, you know, what? I'd tell the UPS guy to be a little bit more selective where he puts those boxes and tell him that your baby is taking care of the house and home and doing his job. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Guido just handed me this. It's uh, It'll raise a little bit of concern here. Apparently, there's an alarming trend of dog napping on the rise, and including Bichons. Now, they're a pretty small dog, aren't they there, Vladi? Yes, and they are the best when it, uh, when it comes to the temperament. I love them. They're smart dogs, they're huh? They're smart, yes. They're what? smart. Be smart. Get a Malamute. They're harder to steal. Is that what you have? Bigger. <laughs> they're much bigger. <laughs> yes. now, how big oh. is your Malamute? Cody Kodiak Bear, hundred and twenty five pounds, God bless Whoa. him. Wow. He is just and he thinks he's a lap dog. <laughs> Bobby, just don't take it personally, but if somebody would steal Malamu, he will bring it back along with the thousand bucks back. <laughs> just just get that dog back. Bobby I get is, it. is absolutely right because Malmutes are people think that they are stupid. They are not. They're Bobby, nuts. follow me on this. They are so smart, they get bored so easily. Yeah, especially if you they leave then them. turn in Especially if you there leave you them go. home uh, alone, they're gonna just—they're gonna no, chew no. your home. You have to have, yeah. You and have to you, have them with you all the time, working, pulling your car in case exactly. it breaks down. It works and great. If, <laughs> and if you leave them in your backyard and exercise, your backyard gonna looks like uh, after expedition, like an artillery range. You know, <laughs> it will because they excavate. Exactly, they want to excavate their way back to them to the to the Alaska or back to the Siberia. Is that where they come from? It's, and they yes. are excellent diggers. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go to the phones. I believe we have Kelly on the phone. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Williamsburg, PA. Beautiful Williamsburg, PA. Vladi, have you ever been to Williamsburg? No, 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 uh, Kelly. I even even heard that city exists. Uh, that's where they have the uh, the big recreation of uh, what is it they have there. No, no, it's Williamsport, yeah. You're thinking Virginia. Oh, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Even you didn't know where that was. You ask me if I know. Kelly, do they have anything there? I mean, besides uh, you. World Series. Oh, the, the Little, Little League. League. Series, that's right. Well, you're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Kelly. You have a very nice voice. Thank you. Thank you. You speak without accent, you know, not just like I me. Mean, <laughs> I have a very strange yes, accent, true. but it's okay. I just I just came from Michigan, um, moved to, to California. That's why I think I have a Everyone Michigan accent. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. What's the problem you're dealing with? Uh, well, we have a Jack Russell. Oh, okay. Another problem. And problem child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he seems to be a, a little feisty at times. Um, oh, I believe tends, you. Yeah, it tends to be when, when he's around food. Okay, let, let, let me do this, Kelly. If I would, if I would solve one thing in your relationship, what is your dog's name? Tucker. 
if we could solve one your most annoying because I already feel that pain because when you said Jack Russell I like a bloodhound from <laughs> from the distance I send I smell your pain but if we're gonna fix just one thing with Parker what would it be um where, where do I start <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. okay go ahead I, I, um, he just he gets crazy and he'll like attack us um, and, and it's it happens in different circumstances. Okay. One, like I said, is around his food, and another, it seems to be when, when he knows that we're getting ready to leave to go places. Okay, you talk, you're talking about we. Who is we? How many? How many people uh, are you married? It's, uh, don't get me wrong. I just, you know, for the record. <laughs> married uh, with two kids, but he really he won't do it when my husband's around. It's only when it's the kids and I. Okay. So that's that's the problem, is uh, Kelly. I mean, at again again, we're talking about. Leadership. We're talking about if the dog is ex. Are you? Uh, do you have a female or male dog? Male. Yeah, that's that's the thing, guys. Kelly, and you, Hale, take a deep breath because what I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to like. But uh -oh. you know, you know me. I always tell the truth as it is. Kelly, being female is difficult. No matter what society you live, or uh, canine society, or the American so-called democratical societies. Every male approaching to female, it's like reflex, automatically is um, um, expecting submission. Your male is not the stupid. He knows the order of the things. He knows what it's all about. But what, what, with, all, with all that says, you have a great opportunity to become the alpha female. Listen, Kelly, if the canine female decided to lead, she doesn't care about, you know, if she's Democrat and what is her gender is. All what she cares, she's the dominant bitch. And she's going to show to every male where, they, where, their, where their limits are. So, my suggestion to you to become the alpha female. How? Through the leadership, through the structures. I would, I would start to do, play in the Jack Russell cold shoulder attitude. You know, you know, training the dog, it's like Kelly, like dating the man. The more attention you give, the less you will get in, in return. Men and the dog, Play they're hunt. like hunters. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they like to hunt, but they, they, they like to chase, but they hate to be chased. So start with giving zero attention. Basically, totally ignore the dog. The only time you give, don't ignore the behavior, bad behavior. But the only time you give the dog attention uh, when you're feeding him, or taking him to pee and poop. That's it. I would suggest you go to your local hardware store and get two by four. No, not not at this time. Yeah. <laughs> get get the cord, uh, uh, like a like a clothesline, like there a rope. Go. Yes, I want to get six or eight feet because I don't want you playing the Russian roulette. I want you playing the Russian chess. You should never ever allow that dog to threaten, threatening, or you or your kids or anyone. And you can. Very easy to manipulate him. You know what manipulation means? A successful wife learns how to do it eventually if she's successful. <laughs> so basically, you will need to manipulate him in the right behavior. In other words, cut the piece of the eighth foot of that uh, you probably will buy in the 30 foot and attach that piece to the collar. You can get a little snap from the same hardware store like the leash has it or just connect directly to the collar. And make sure that piece is hanging behind him, okay? So from this time, you will never touch that dog. You will never touch it by the skin, by the neck, by the body. You always will grab the rope. And make sure you grab the rope far from his teeth, okay? So if you need to tell him, just get off here or come over here or do something, I want you to grab the rope first before you tell him anything, okay? So first thing in the morning, he's wearing it. And uh, before he goes to the bed, you take it up. Now... Focusing on the things when he's challenging you. 
let's say he's challenging you when probably you're dealing with the kids or at the at the cow probably he's a great dog unless he wants some he gets something what he wants so maybe when you have a lunch time or something like yes that's the time when he's challenging you kelly yes okay so what you need to do proactively what i would do if i were in your shoes i would put him in the little crate before because that's serious issue i don't want anybody any, anyone get bit in the crate okay and after deal with my kids i deal with my lunch and such and such but I'm not going to do it forever. What I'm going to do, I'm going to win the time. Why need to win the time? I want to put you in the alpha position. So meanwhile, I would like you to go bin roll in your local class, like a dog training classes, or you can do yourself. Uh, visit my uh, website, 911dogwizard.com. Get DVD obedience for life and start to implement some type of obedience training. So once you do obedience training, the dog will mind you more. So when he mind you more from that time, if he would even approach, just think about barking or uh, moving toward your table. When you with the kids, you can sharply toss on the floor, pop can with the penis, make that noise ah, and startle him. But you cannot do it now because you are not ready. So start with the attitude, with the alpha attitude. Like, you know, a typical American girl has. I learned it in the in, in the hard way. Don't touch, don't harass, you know. Very <laughs> good. Harsh. You uh-huh. did learn. Exactly. Just back up and start with the attitude at, at the structures. Never give any commands you cannot enforce. Always reinforce what she says. Always use the rope. Uh, continue to the privileges, which means, you know, don't allow him sleep in the, with you in your bed. Get him off the furniture, but always use the rope to get him off. Enough to do obedience training, and from that time, you will be better off. Okay? Okay. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Animal Radio Dream Team. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. 
Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Yes, we still have samples of AFS cat food and dog food. You learn more at animalfood.com. All you need to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope with two stamps. It's a two-ouncer there. Is it a two-ouncer or one-ouncer? It needs two stamps, two stamps, right? And send that to Post Office Box 197, Shandon, California, 93461. We'll put all that information at animalradio.com. They gave, me a, they gave us so many free samples. We've just got to share them with you. And, of course, Ladybug is uh, is like addicted to them. And they're oh. perfectly healthy. I mean, they're she, awesome. She thinks they're treats. Yeah. Well, you got to lead it, lead her on to think that they're treats. And you know what? The cats like them too. Very good. Animalfood.com is where you can learn more about them. Dr. Debbie's answering our questions at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. What's on your mind? Uh, my dog, two years old, uh, lab mix around her tail is. She's been chewing on it, scratching, and all that. She's got it raw, with the the, the hair missing. Okay. And I'm wondering is is because of her food or or what? Okay. And is she? You said she's losing hair. Is that at like her rump area, right in front of the tail? Uh, all around the tail, and a all lot around of rump. The tail. Like, actually and on the, the tail itself? No, well, not really just on the tail, but where the tail joins the body. Okay. You know? semi- is the rest of her fur okay? Any other patterns? Uh, no, that's the only bare spot she has. Okay. And how old is she? She's two. Two years old. Okay. Well, you're just getting into the fun, uh, quieting down years <laughs> for Labradors. <laughs> oh, she's a lot of fun, yeah. She, she yeah. keeps me out of trouble. Well, I just laugh because I have two Labradors and one's perpetually oh. a two-year-old. So, <laughs> but uh, so with her with her having that itchiness, does it seem better, worse at any time of the year? Or is it has it been kind of an ongoing issue? It just started like maybe two weeks ago. Where she started, you know, digging at it and scratching and chewing and all that. Okay. In that area on the on the kind of the rump, right in front of the tail, that's a prime area for fleas and for flea dermatitis. Um, so I would definitely want to make sure that we're addressing um, really vigilant flea control because even one little bite from those critters can send a dog with a flea allergy into the itchies for weeks. Um, so that would be one of the first things I'd want to make sure that we're doing a good flea program with um, shampoos. There's different topical meds. Um, and you can kind of lift up the hair and if you kind of push the hair backwards sometimes you can actually see evidence of fleas and and that may be what we call flea dirt where you see like looks like pepper almost under the under the hair coat so that might give us a clue that we need to really work on that flea control um, for the is, itch I, I haven't seen a flea on her 
And it can be hard. I mean, these little guys are, the fleas are pretty tiny, so, um, you know, you might not see them, but, you know, look for that flea dirt. You know, if you see that and you don't see any critters, it means they're still there. Now, you know, outside of fleas, there's a lot of other things we could be looking at. And um, Labrador is our dog that we see a lot of problems with allergies and skin-related problems of all sorts. Um, so anything from yeast infection in Labradors is very common, but allergies where they're just having um, almost like a hypersensitivity where they're scratching, they're itching. Um, it tends to be in more than just one area. Um, so I would want to make sure that we're looking at that area. Um, if we see any kind of redness, any kind of crusting, anything yellow, um, then we really want to make sure we get a sample of that um, because sometimes we'll add in antibiotics and yeast medicine, things along those lines if there's an infection. Um, for itching, um, for mild itching, for allergies, I'm a fan of using you know antihistamines. Um, and you'd want to you know talk to your veterinarian about the Right dosage and so forth, but that would be something like doggy Benadryl, um, um, even uh, other medicines like Atarax, uh, which I believe people take sometimes. Um, those can be useful for helping to control the itch. Um, and then ultimately, we might even look at her diet. Um, it's a little less common to have just an all-of-a-sudden problem with a food allergy. But um, for some dogs, and Labradors are a breed, we can see food allergies where um, it's things that they eat that actually cause their skin to itch. And it seems kind of crazy, but that is the case um, in dogs. Um, so sometimes I'll put them on a hypoallergenic diet to help try to manage that itch. Um, but the big thing right now is if she's uncomfortable, comfortable and she's having a hard time, I'd want to stop that itch, um, check for fleas, get her on some anti-itch medication, and then probably even some medicated shampoo. But the the real big thing is we have to get a look at what's going on in that area. So I would see your veterinarian so they can sample that area and kind of get their eyeballs on it directly so we know which way we want to direct this. Because there's a lot of things we can do to help itching in dogs. Would this uh, dino bite do any good? You know, um, I'm not a particular fan of Dinovite. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think it has a lot of lofty um, uh, claims of what it can do. And uh, the only thing I really can say about that product is that um, it does have a fatty acid component in a multivitamin, which is a good thing in general. Um, but to tr- use that as a source of treatment for um, a medical problem on its own, I just can't get behind that solely. Um, I think if if she's bothered so much with this area, we really need to examine the area um, kind of directly, um, and that that's going to be the most most effective way that we can manage her itch. Um, you know, I don't think a product like that's going to hurt, but I don't think that we should look to that to be our you know our source of a, the the cure for your your pet's problem. Um, but definitely I would get a good look at that skin and see what kind of anti-itch type medication we can get going there. Now, her food is, is I, I pretty much uh, give her uh, that moist and tender. Oh, the uh, semi-moist stuff? Yes. The package is it's basically you know, the only thing that fetters uh, that we got her. Now, would that uh, okay. cause any problems? <laughs> Not that, uh, not that that food would directly cause a problem that would result in this, but um, some dogs, just like people, can be allergic to certain foodstuffs. Um, some animals can have a, a reaction or a skin reaction to a certain thing. So, like, um, you know, like a person who might have a strawberry allergy, um, that particular food creates 
a change in their body. And for dogs, they can be allergic to things like corn, wheat, chicken, uh, rice, you name it. So it's not really the brand of the food, I would say, is the culprit, but maybe some particular ingredients that don't settle well with her. Uh, so a lot of times I'll, you know, if I'm worried about a skin problem and we're not going to get to the nitty-gritty and we might not get to do as much I want to do um, to look at the allergy component, I'll just go to a grain-free diet. Um, so that might be one thing you can try. Um, and I'd say, you know, something with a little bit more crunch might be a little bit better for her teeth than just sticking with a semi-moist diet. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say we might be able to switch that a little bit, um, but I'm not going to blame your food. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it just come up on like two or three weeks ago where she started, you know, gnawing or, you know, biting at that area and they're constantly doing it. Is, is the hair is gone now. This is definitely one of those times where sometimes I know uh, Hal gives me a hard time because I say, you need to go to the vet, but you do. <laughs> go to your vet. I think you, you're going to need to go and have that looked at directly um, because the eyes are going to tell the tale. And um, there may be some changes that uh, you know we can pick up visually looking at that area that are going to give us a direction here. And I think that that's probably going to be the best way I can advise you here, Bob, is that um, you know I can recommend a lot of medications, but you know your pet's going to be a little bit different. So... Um, Right. I'm going to say check it check it out with your vet, and then um, you know we can see about uh, getting on some anti-itch medicines and maybe some good medicated shampoos because there's oodles out there that I can recommend for you. And go to your vet. Right, I plan on taking it through that when I get back home. So very good. Awesome. This is Dr. Debbie, and thank you, Bob, for that call. Um, give me a call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey there, animal lovers. Vinny Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. Uh, on a recent installment, I told you guys about the beloved family dog, Cruiser. We had uh, several pets in my house growing up. Uh, Cruiser probably is the, the, the one on the biggest pedestal. He was a mini, a mini schnauzer. Yes, all you guys out there with German shepherds and beautiful labs and Rottweilers are thinking, wow, Vinny Penn had a mini schnauzer, but I'll tell you. He was uh, he was awfully cool, even though what I'm about to tell you uh, might make you question that even more. Uh, nonetheless, told you about Cruiser recently. And ironically enough, right after that installment, uh, moving a few boxes around uh, in the house that we grew up in that my sister uh, had since bought from my parents. And uh, she kept Cruiser's chew toys, which I think is a bit over the top. I don't know. Nasty, dust bunny riddled chew toys. Uh, all masticated with big holes in them. Maybe some dog lovers out there who've lost their dog, you know, you keep such things. I believe there are certain things worth keeping, uh, like uh, the collar with the, you know, especially if you have the name on it and whatnot. The chew toy is a little over the top. But then again, uh, my sister puts the rat in pack rat, so maybe that's the reason. Nonetheless, what we also found in another box, or what I found, what I used to call Cruiser's Liberace sweater. Yes. Uh, Liberace, uh, for those of you who don't know, was a rather flamboyant, outrageously dressed pianist. Uh, this sweater just screamed. Uh, well, it begs the question. This is the point of this week's um, party animal. This is what leads to the question. I think my mother thought Cruiser was gay. 
It's the only thing that I could come up with. My mother has since passed away, so I can't ask her. But when I found Cruiser's Liberace swear, I thought, why did you buy this for him? It's not remotely masculine, the design. Cruiser's boy. Did my mother think Cruiser was a gay dog? And does that exist? Is there such a thing as gay dogs and, and gay cats? I got to say, no. Uh, cru- you know, I watched Cruiser frolic with other dogs. He really didn't treat the boy. Well, there was that one friend of mine who had a dog named Thor, and Cruiser used to mount him. But don't they just mount him, you know, boy or girl? I- Look, it's not going to change my feelings about Cruiser if I were to now discover, hey, I had a gay mini schnauzer. It's not going to change. I'm not going to go home and tear up that picture of the two of us on the beach that I I hold so dear. But uh, has there ever been any scientific studies? Have we determined if animals are capable of this or, or all I know at the end of the day is gay or straight Cruiser? I love you. I miss you. But I got to say, I do, would prefer if mom just bought you a, my owner went to Florida and all I got was this stupid doggy t-shirt. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts will all be out live at the Queen Mary as we broadcast for the NAPS Conference, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. A lot of people unemployed right now. Hey, if you're thinking of looking for a new career, this might be, uh, you might want to check this out if you're in the L.A. area. All the information at, oh, that is such a cool ringtone. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All the information at PetSitters.org. And, of course, uh, we'll have information at AnimalRadio.com about our broadcast. We hope you can join us. If you can't, you can hear it right here. Uh, still looking for strange names, strange and unusual animal names. We have a list. We started this a couple of weeks ago. My favorite still, felony, warrant, and trespass for a litter of three. Aww. I, I like that very much. We want to hear your names at one 405 8405 Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua, if you heard last week, is not even a Chihuahua. Oh, no. What are we going to call her? I have. I don't you know, know. what? I we, We've been discussing this the whole week. She's We've sort of branded her and... Uh, we have uh, full-page ads uh, coming out in several newspapers across the country with uh, Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua. Apparently, uh, we were wrong. Yes. No Chihuahua in her. We believe she's Rat Terrier, although we're going to follow up on that. Is that correct? Yeah, we're going to try probably in a couple more months when they can verify those breeds to make sure that uh, that is what she is. She could be a toy Fox Terrier or a toy Rat Terrier. Now, at this point... The monies or the monopoly monies have not been distributed yet. I, I think that's pool. wrong. I had rat terrier. I think I'm clear. Well, Give we, me my money, yeah, even though I was totally wrong. We need to we need to verify it with blood. No, 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 no. Cheek swab. Just a cheek swab. No blood involved. We're Dr. not going to hurt the baby. hurt the baby. Okay. Let's uh, do a quick check of the news. The phones are ringing with your funny names. We'll go to them next, right here. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The Food and Drug Administration is cautioning pet owners after receiving complaints about chicken jerky products imported from China. The FDA said consumers need to be aware of the potential risk associated with consuming the products and associated illnesses in dogs. The FDA first issued a cautionary warning to consumers in September of 2007, but the agency continues to receive complaints of illness in dogs who've eaten the product. 
down under. Aussie news organizations report the University of Sydney is looking into a connection between the illnesses and consumption of the chicken jerky. At least one Australian firm issued a recall for their chicken jerky products manufactured in China. So far, scientists have been unable to find a definitive cause of the illnesses. A family in Bellflower, California, have a microchip company to thank for getting their dog back home safely. Kobe the Terrier was found in Denton, Texas. That's 1,400 miles east of his home. How Kobe got there is a mystery. Wait, a stranger you, found... You, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say 1,400 miles? 1,400 miles. 1,400 miles. That's not right, is it? No, that isn't. Okay, sorry. Just okay, wanted... let's go with 400 miles. Is it 400 miles? It might be 14. Where was... I, well, okay. It was from Denton, Texas to Bellflower, California. So if it's on the very eastern side of Texas from Bellflower, California. You know, any way you cut it, far. it's pretty far. Yeah. It was far away. <laughs> Needless to say, we don't know how Kobe got there. A stranger found him wandering around, picked him up. Turns out that Kobe, when he was adopted from the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority in Downey, was implanted with a microchip. Avid, the company who manufactured the chip, flew Kobe home last week to be reunited with his owners. Mm. And police in Salt Lake City's Utah suburb, they're on the lookout for a thief who struck on Christmas Eve of all days. Mm. Surveillance video at Smith's Food and Drug in Murray, Utah, caught the suspect in the act stealing a bone from the pet food aisle. The store's manager described the thief <laughs> as four-legged, furry, with a tail. The dog was seen on the video... Walked in the front door of the store, headed straight to aisle 16, where it grabbed a $2.79 treat, <laughs> then headed out the door. Anyone with information is asked to call Smith's Food and Drug in Murray, Utah. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. You're not going to use those on me there, Vlad, are you? Not than you. It's Animal Radio. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, has just well, he's just taken out several peculiar-looking items from his pockets. They, they look a little dangerous, but I believe they're dog yeah, training. Someone... Yeah, you a... hope there's something dog training related. I'm telling you, Bobby. I'm telling you that. And then, of course, you should see the scene in the studio right now. It's so idyllic. We have Judy, who's just cooing over her little baby. She has her moments. Okay, I know what she's that not, means. Huh. She's not perfect yet. What's her? What would you say is her worst moment? She seems to be very quiet. She seems to be sleeping every she's time. Sleeping, she's sleeping, but she has what I call a little Diablo moment, her uh. little devil moment. She just, you know, it's almost like her head spins 360 degrees. <laughs> little things comes out, and she gets real nippy and just kind of wild for a second. Ah, uh, so. Vlade, you'll have to help us with that in a second. But first... Uh, Let's uh, hit the phones. I believe we have... Uh... Hi, who is this? This is Richard Abramson. Hi, Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking my call. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Michigan. Oh, wow. A streak on Michigan calls. How strange and bizarre. You're on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, also from Michigan. Hey, Richard. How are you? I'm doing well, Vladi. Thank you for, for taking our call this evening. Thank you so much for calling, and let me help to sort it out your problems with your pets. So wh what is your problem? Yes, we have um, three Bichon de Maltese, and we walk them, and they see I other dogs. I love this breed. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
they bark when they see other dogs and um, sometimes lunge at the other dogs, even though they're much bigger than them. them. And I was wondering how we can get them to stop doing that. So in other words, your dogs are barking and they have a problem, uh, Dr. Richard, to stop them from barking, yes? Yes, that's Uh, correct. Yes. Uh, You know, once I spoke with one human psychologist, she kind of advised me to ask the clients who having the same issue to ask the question, uh, Richard, would you think you have some type of the problems also maybe with the humans to maybe respect your authority? It's quite possible. Yes. So, they see, it's a kind of a very kind of kind of line in correlation, Judy, yes, between those two issues. Yes, there is. Yes. So, uh, what I'm going to teach you today, Richard, to be the alpha male, Okay. So the alpha male says once. And after that, you have to deliver the consequences. Now, by the consequences, I don't suggest grabbing two by four or uh, AK-47 and such and such. Not a good idea. But, But the dogs learns in different way than the humans. Listen, people, let me explain you how the humans learns very quickly, how the dogs learns. Humans learns in three ways. By the consequences of their behavior by the consequences of somebody's behavior, you know, and by imagination, by analogies. In Russia, we say just stupid people learn by the consequences of their own <laughs> behavior. Smart people learn by the consequences of somebody's <laughs> behavior or experience. Uh, dogs learn just in one way, by the consequences of their own behavior. So this is up to you to deliver motivational consequences. Now, if the dog barks, you need to do something to tell them, I, 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 I don't want you to bark. So... I just have a two amazing toys for you to choose to pick. One of them by the name Pet Convincer. What it is? You push the button and just spray off the air. Very humane. Sounds like this. Oh, oh I didn't do that in my eyes. Jeez. <laughs> yes, he is faking. It's it a very it's a great guy. And the second is some type of the air horn. It sounds like. Oh, oh. Hey, that cleared it, out my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and what it will do, it will momentarily stop your Bijan's Maltese from whatever wrong they are doing. From that time, you will you will laugh and look at them and say, good girls, and maybe give them some piece of the cheese uh, or Polish cheese or American kalba- uh, vice versa, Polish kalbasa or American cheese. And basically give them a lot of motivations once they stop of barking. Now, this will address the symptoms of your problem. You want to eliminate the cause? Please, absorb that physical and mental energy out of your dogs by doing the, by working with them routinely, two times per day. 30 minutes with each of them, uh, walking around. Let's go. Uh, just take them for a walk. Do sit-stay, uh, down command, and such and such. Do you know, Richard, one minute sit-stay takes as much energy as one mile to run, your dog will definitely, you will collapse if you put the dog in the sit-stay position. Judy is right now sitting how many minutes? You're about the collapsing too. Yes, I am. I've been sitting here for quite a while. Exactly, next to your baby. <laughs> anyway, it's a second, a second story. Uh, she's so mommy, I just cannot watch that. Okay, and you're distracting me all the time. Okay, so, so I want you to do this uh, mental exercise with your dog by doing obedience training and absorb that mental energy out of its mind. I want you to do some physical activities with your pets by doing some physical exercises. 
get your dog in the backyard or in, 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 the, in the basement. We have a Michigan basement. In California, you guys don't have it. You know, we have... <laughs> so, in other words, get them to run back and forth, back and forth. By the cat at the worst case. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes. But get them to do something with their mind and something with their body. Get the physical and mental exercises and by doing this, you will definitely will absorb all, all those negative energies and from that time, you will be boss because you're going to direct those activities through the day and when they do bad, use please pet convincer or air horn. Ooh. When they're bad. And when they're good, give them cheese or Russian kalbasa. Listen, Richard, I also would like to give you some gift. And listen, everyone who is calling today is going to give the gift from the Vladi. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bottle of vodka? No, I guess not. No, we can't do that on air. No, no. They help confiscate all of them. But I'm going to send you great great products. I use it for my own dogs. You looked out. Boy, you got a... Oh, wow. Thank you for the advice, and thank you for the product. That was wonderful. I really appreciate the advice and the help. Thank you so much Have for calling us. Thank you. Take care, folks. Thank you. Good night. Bye. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS. The National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Fido-friendly magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. (laughs) 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget your dream team of experts, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, to answer your dog behavior questions. Dr. Debbie, always on standby to answer all those medical questions you might have. one 405 8405 Vinny is around the corner. Bobby with news. What do you got coming up in the news, Bobby? You know what, Hal? The new year means a lot of new things, and in California, it means new laws specifically for pet stores. I'll tell you all about it coming up in the news. Also, still taking your strange names for your animals. We actually started this list a couple of weeks back, and we're still getting calls about this. My favorite still, uh, Bon Jofli, as, as my favorite unusual name. one 405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Trisha. Hi, Trisha. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Are you listening on XM? Yes, I am. Good. Well, thank you so much for listening. Oh, thank you. So, I enjoy you guys. Oh, well, thank you so much. So tell us, we've heard some weird names today. Um, I've got two rat terriers, Petey, and I call him Petey Weedy sometimes because he's so tiny. <laughs> Petey Weedy? Yeah. Uh, and you have... He's such a sweetie. And then... Petey Weedy the sweetie. Yes. Okay. And then Chloe is sometimes, refer- I refer to her as Clobo. Clobo. Well, now, we're very fond of rat terriers. We, could, we just found out that the studio stunt chihuahua has no chihuahua whatsoever <laughs> in her, and that, in fact, she's rat terrier. She is. Oh, that's great. Yes. I, I came across Petey first um, four years ago. I got him as a puppy, and I would never trade in. If I had known a rat terrier was as loving and loyal, um, I mean, all dogs are loving and loyal, but there's just something about the personality of the rat terrier that just... There's no substitute. They get kind of a bad rap, don't they? They do. They're they're kind of they can be kind of funny looking, but they both have been a huge blessing. How much do they weigh? Petey is a little under seven pounds, and Chloe is seven pounds. Wow. Ladybugs pushing what five? Ladybugs around four pounds, but she's only five months old. She's young yet. They're a great size, and they travel well. How old is Petey Weedy? He is four. Four years old. Wow. Okay, well, now let's see. I know, Judy, you wouldn't have gone out and actually looked for a rat terrier. No. You, you, you actually got Ladybug under the guise of it being a chihuahua. But now you're totally head over heels, I'm, right? I'm hooked on the breed. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a rat terrier girl now. There you go. Okay, well, Trisha, hold on a second. I think we have a rat terrier toy somewhere. They'll have to share, though, okay? <laughs> hold on for one second, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Thank you. Take care. Dogs or cats? Horse or emu, animals are people too. Veterinarians at Oklahoma State University had a tough case. A horse who had been bitten on the head by a rattlesnake. After treating the 16-month-old filly, the swelling went down, but an area of flesh the size of a dinner plate began sloughing off, deepening the wound nearly to the bone. The horse's owner suggested something she'd heard of used only on humans, maggot therapy. Yuck. The open-minded vets knew they needed to try something quick, although this was a first for them. They ordered 4,500 maggots from a California company who shipped them overnight. The maggots ate the rotting horse flesh, and the filly went home in just a few days without the maggots. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. 
Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Brian DeTillo. I play Lucas Roberts on Days of Our Lives. You're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. That's my favorite thing from Bob Barker, by the way. This is Animal Radio. Are you a lucky dog? I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis uh, just went to take the dog. Oh, you're back with the dog already. Dog had to go potty. (laughs) She had to go quickly. She had to go quickly. Yes, she did. We have uh, Doug on the phone. Hey, Doug. Hi. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. Where are you? Are you driving? Yeah, I'm in Ohio. I'm a truck driver, and I'm in Ohio, heading for New York. What's going on? You have your pet with you there? Um, no, they're at home. I have uh, three cats. Um, two of them are sisters, and we've had since they were kittens. And then we uh, we picked up one from a farm that was somebody somebody had dropped it off and it had been declawed and neutered and or spayed. Oh. They're all three females. Um, we had the two sisters for about two years, probably before we got the third one, and. The the one we picked up fights with one of with the with the dominant sister, and we're trying to figure out if there's a way to get them to get along better. So let me get this straight: one's fighting with the the feral one is fighting with the the ones that have lived there for a while. Yeah. Um, would it be better if I use their names? Can <laughs> I help you? Sure. Yeah. Let's keep it personal. Okay. <laughs> long as they won't sue you. <laughs> The two sisters are is Shadow and Whisper. Shadow is the dominant of the two sisters, and then the one we the, the stray we picked up is is uh, Sammy. Sammy, okay. And how long Sammy, have you had Sammy in the home? For about um, for just almost a year now. Okay. And has it been this way the whole time that they haven't gotten along, or is that more recently? No, Shadow is a very she doesn't like anybody, <laughs> except for her sister. And she doesn't even like people. It's, my wife and I can, I mean, she gets along with us, but she doesn't get along with our children. And she just, she's, I wouldn't say aggressive, but she's just a bad temperament. <laughs> okay. So what does she do to Sammy as far as when you say she's aggressive? Does she? Is there actually blood um, drawn? Have they gotten into fights? Uh, no, they haven't fought yet, but they, they, uh, she hisses and growls, and she's definitely, um, Samuel Gould, you know, would want to play or, or looks to me like she'd want to try and make up with her or, you know, and just get along, and uh, Shadow will have nothing to do with it. Okay. And she's just hissing, and, and, and she'll either run, if she can't run, then she'll fight. 
But, okay. you know, I mean, they'll squat at each other or something, but then that'd be it. Okay. Well, I guess the best way that I can kind of describe the situation you're in right now is it kind of reminds me of my college years, and, and we had an apartment of four girls, and we were all kind of thrown together. And some of us got along, some of us didn't. And <laughs> there was very little you could do to make me get along with my one roommate. And, um, you know, just just like that, cats are personalities and strong personalities at that. So sometimes we can't always expect every kitty to get along and play nice together. Um, if there's some growling, hissing, and some posturing going on, that's cat communication. And that's basically, you know, one kitty saying to the other, hey, let's play. The other one's saying, no, get out of here. I don't want to have time for you. And that's their language. So if, if we're not getting actual injuries and we're not having blood drawn or uh, behavioral problems, elimination problems, if someone's using the bathroom out of the litter pan, things like that, then, you know, you might just kind of have to allow them to express themselves and kind of look the other way. Okay, well, that's, and that's fine, too. And then that was, my next question was, too, is, is Sammy has a bathroom issue. She she pees in the house, but she'll, she'll, um, <laughs> she'll poo in the, in the sand, in the, in her box, but she won't go pee in the box. Oh, okay. And she can many... like, go to the door to go outside, and we, so we try to let her out as much as we can, but... You know, we obviously we can't always be there to do it. Okay. So we are having a little litter pan issue there. And, and that can be sometimes a symptom of some of these inner cat uh, aggression and personality things. So um, my first question about that is going to be how many litter pans do you have in the house? Just one. Oh, my gosh. That's what's the problem. The rule? We all know the rule. Let's recite together. What's the rule? One, one more litter, litter pan, pan than cat. cat. Oh, okay. So you need to at least create several other potty sites for these kitties in the house because sometimes that posturing, that hissing, that growling can be a way of that kitty saying, this is my bathroom area. You're not coming around here. So you definitely need to get different locations elsewhere. And especially if Sammy has certain areas of the house that we she frequents a little bit more, um, you want to make sure you give some to her because cats are definitely going to have preferences and there's going to be territorial issues over those litter pans. So, yeah. And the other thing I like using as well for cats, especially when we've got personality issues, um, will be things like pheromones, the natural scent hormones that you can get in plug-ins uh, for cats. And that kind of helps with some of the anxiety, some of the inner cat issues. And it's just something they smell, and it kind of helps to exude a sense of calm in the kitties. So uh, that might be something you can ch- pick up from your local pet store or your veterinary office, and it might kind of help uh, maybe cool the waters a little bit for you. Is it just any kind of pheromone, or is there a certain, certain pheromone that I should look for? or There's just or one for yeah. cats. Yeah, okay. so it's just a cat pheromone. Um, one of the brand names is uh, Feel Away, um, but there's other you know brand names out there. So yeah, give that a try, and I hope that helps to settle some of the uh, cat battles in your household. There, Doug, Doctor Debbie with Animal Radio at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Your dream team of experts. Now, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, I know he's a little low on funds now. The economy's hitting us all. Mm-hmm. But did he just try to charge you a toll going into the bathroom? <laughs> no, seriously, because bo- earlier this morning, he came in, he tried to sell me a ShamWow. Like 12 ShamWows. Uh-oh. Marked up from the price on TV, I might add. <laughs> Things are tough all over. And I hope that, uh, you know, you see in the news, you see on the headlines, people that are giving up their pets because they can't afford them anymore. Now, in my personal life, I couldn't do that. They're, they're family, and they will always uh, get the better food and the better uh, bed. Yeah, I'd get rid of the husband and the kids <laughs> get rid first. Of the, yeah, get rid of the, uh, <laughs> the family you really don't need first. We have Dave on the phone. Hey, Dave, how you doing? All right, doing a little bit of copping. Are you? <laughs> Trying to. Where are you calling from? Ohio. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Uh, yeah, that question I had, I first of all, this cat a year ago, I felt sorry for him, and he's a big cat, and uh, so I, you know, started feeding him. Now i got a hole in my garage door, and he's living like a king, you know. <laughs> and what I did was, because we're, we're truck drivers, we're gone three, uh, three and a half days, home three and a half, but... Uh, I put a heated bed, and I bought it at PetSmart or whatever. Is, those, is that good for those cats, or do they get too hot, or what? Well, generally, they're a pretty good product, and um, you know, the only problem I'd have is that if, if it's unattended and you're away for periods of time, you know, that's a, definitely a fire risk for you know, your own house and home. And even if you have that, you know, vacancy sign up for the stray cats, um, you know, I, I'd want to make sure you're safe, you know, for your own home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, it, how cold does it get in your area? Well, it gets in Ohio, Cleveland area. I mean, it gets down to zero once in a while. But our garage, nothing freezes in the garage. But my wife thought, well, you know, he's probably cold. And it's like he's a cat, you know. <laughs> well, and if he's an out, if he's an outdoor cat, they do tend to get more acclimated. But um, you know, I would definitely be a bit opposed to maybe some of these electrical heat sources um, if you're not around. Um, um, oh, I, I would make sure that. Y- you do have a nice, you know, maybe ample bedding, um, as long as there's no, you know, wind coming in and he's inside the garage. Um, you know, you're providing a lot of shelter in that way, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad in the least because it's certainly preferable to being out in the snow and <laughs> trying to yeah. fend for himself out there. Um, well, but yeah, I just. I, so you think I should unplug it? You mean because it's one of those things you buy. It's plastic. It's oval, and you mm-hmm, can put it yeah. between stuff. See, I'm insulating. My garage is attached, insulated drywall garage. Okay. You know, so it's not like it gets down. Uh, stuff won't freeze in it. Sounds better than my house. Can I live in your garage? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that's a better deal than most people have. So, so I would, I would, if you're home, I'd say, yeah, go ahead and use that electrical um, bed. I, I think that's a great thing. But I really wouldn't use any kind of electrical appliance if you're not around, and that includes space heaters, um, any type of uh, electrical heating pads. Um, only if you're around, got to be safety first. <laughs> now, has you know what I'm talking. You know what I'm t- talking about, right? Oh, I yes. totally know what yes. you're talking about. Has your wife uh, said, "Let's let the cat in bed"? Let's let the. No, no, no. <laughs> she hasn't done that yet. <laughs> well, you know, last year when I got, I thought it was pregnant. I took it to the vet, gave it shots, and she started laughing. And here, it wasn't pregnant. It was a uh, male, and it was sick. <laughs> so it's one of them deals. I mean, I never had a cat. They grow on We used to have a Sheldy for years, and it. We had to put it down, so we didn't get no more. 
And then this cat drug around, it come around, and I felt sorry for him, cut a hole in my garage door, fixed that up, and that cat's got it made. You're so. the kind of animal radio listeners we love. <laughs> And you know, yeah. more cats are out there, and there's a vibe that comes off of people like you, because I know I have that vibe, and animals will find their way to you. So you'll see yeah. another cat show up sometime. Yeah. Oh, I've seen another one out there today, but it's like, you know, I can't be feeding all of them, you know. <laughs> Kitty's got it good, and you're doing a great thing, Dave, taking care of a stray cat, because, you know, if all of us did just a little bit of that, we could really help some of these um, stray pets and have a better life good for you. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Are you uh, coloring your hair, Vladi? Doing something with your hair? Ah, uh, you know, you need to know. Are you working for KGB or FBI? I'm just. No, I just want to make sure I'm not going insane. Right. It looks good. It really does. Thank you so much. Highlights, so maybe. Much. I, I was expecting that compliment from the Judy, not from you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you can't say highlights. Highlights. Highlights paint a different picture yeah. than yeah. coloring your hair. <laughs> hey, while we're on the subject though, Don, I wanted to ask you a question. About, oh, about your Chihuahua. About my Chihuahua. Yeah, she's she's mainly white. She's nuts. And she has no. She's not. She has black spots. But I'm noticing her. Her bottom, it's getting black spots on her bottom. It's like her skin pigmentation. She's all of a sudden developing all these little spots on her bottom. Ooh. Yep, yep. Bad what? disease. Oh, bad disease. No. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. We see that a lot in the white-coated dogs. What is color it? just kind of comes through. It's just their pigment. Um, the hair just chose not to change that color, but her skin sure is that color. Stop being huh. the mommy. Stop being the mommy, Well, Judy. I'm worried she has these spots, and it's like a... Spotted fever disease okay. or something. It does have a spotty butt, but I yes. think it's okay. Okay, well, good. She Thank looks you. Uh, Debbie, uh, Debbie, she, Dr. Debbie, she looks under her tail all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's enough. She's looking for problems there. Yeah, she's she looking for the, tra- for the problems. She will find them, you know. one 866 405 What does that spell? Well, we don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Kaflugina, you figured Kaflugina, it out? yeah. It's easier just to, just, just to remember. Remember it. the number. Like Jan did. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? It's Sam. Oh, it's Sam? Yes. Hey, Sam. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Very good. Uh, you're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi. Oh, with, Hi there. Oh, you're, I'm sorry. You're on with Vlade. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, sorry, Sam. I guess the I guess the hail had a little a little bit of vodka today Too much vodka. before the show. That's why he's confusing. But anyway, I would be more than happy to address your issue together with Doctor Debbie. As a matter of fact, go ahead, Sam. You are with the Vladi, which is a world famous Russian dog wizard. Thank you. See, I trained hell well, very well. <laughs> okay, so go ahead, Sam. What is your problem? Is I, I have a, a little Shih Tzu. Her name is Fluffy, and. She's five months old, and we're having an issue with her biting my wife and my daughter's toes. What? But she she stays away from me because I correct the behavior. I tell her no. You're the and man. You're the man. Okay, go ahead. When my wife and daughter tell her no, she seems to ignore them, but she's listening to me. And then the other issue that we're having is every now and then she'll be laying in her bed, 
and my daughter will go over to pick her up and she'll growl. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we have a typical situation which I'm dealing on my daily basis, and this is your, your problem, Sam, your behavior, your dog's behavior problem is not the unique. So, let me tell you, first of all, what is the root cause of this problem? And root cause of this problem is your pet, or what your pet wants to know, if your wife or your daughter dominant over them, over her or she dominant over them. That's what very important for the fluffy to know. Okay. And uh, how to deal with this type of the problem. Number one, what I would do, I would suggest to your wife, spend a little bit more time on obedience training. Basically, simply put the collar and leash and do simple movements like let's go, sit, stay, calm down, this type of the thing. Because by doing obedience training, you are addressing two issues simultaneously. Number one, you are establishing your authority, not your authority, your wife's authority and your child's authority. Of course, child needs to work under supervision of the parents. Parents need to work first. And number two, you're establishing language to communicate. So after that, if you say something, you have more meaning to your pet. So if your wife and your daughter would work a little bit with the pet, the dog definitely would stop, would stop um, growling at them. Now, you talk, and that would be addressing the cause of this problem, and because the cause is equality. You know, uh, you have a problem among the equals. Sam, equals do not take authority from another equals. That's so important for everyone who is listening right now, us, to understand. People all over the hell looking for the long, for the, for the quick fix to their long-term problems. Mm. People in this country needs to come to the real issue. And the real, real issue is a relationship. Or you'll be the boss to your dog or your world will never change. You know? Now, from that, if she goes and wants to bite uh, the toes, your or not yours, your wife or your child, correct it. How? Use the pop can with the penis, drop on the floor, make the noise, startle it. Up! Just like that. She stops, say, good girl, good boy, and that's it. Listen, uh, Sam, I would like to send to you some little gift by the company OxyFresh. I'm not sure if you are cleaning and the doctor uh, Debbie will, will confirm how it's important to cleaning the pet's teeth and uh, you know it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a very important and I, I'm going to send you the um, oh that's a pretty nice package I thought you were going to give that to me you're, you're going to actually give it to him huh? yes gonna, okay. I, we can clean your teeth later on so <laughs> it's, a, it's a great <laughs> good company good dental care <laughs> yes my company Axifresh and it's oral hydrogen solution not just the toothpaste you can also add it to the dog's water the dog going to drink it have no taste no chemicals we'll have a wonderful um, flora in the stomach and uh, wonderful flora in the mouth oh you made out Sam Thank you very much. So, uh, so we're going to put you on hold. Give you please uh, give us your your address so we could ship it to you. Stand you know, by. Uh, can I ask one more question? Thank you. Uh, go ahead. Sam. If if the, if for some reason you know the pop can doesn't work, they sell a product called Bitter Apple. Mm. Is, is it okay to, to get that and spray it and put it on your toes and with, with the no, dog? No, no, that's not good. You know, listen, Sam. You have to listen to me. Whatever I say works. And if it if it doesn't work, it means you're just giving to your fluffy two dollars ticket for a speed violation. Be more <laughs> assertive in your life. Be the man. Be the alpha male. And your wife needs to be, needs to learn to be alpha female. Okay. So drop it uh, str- on the floor and make the strong sound. Ah. Boom! Just like that. Surprise it. It's going to work. I promise you. That thing which you just mentioned, it will never work. 
Okay. And if I can interject one thing about Shih Tzus, um, you know, this whole problem sometimes gets into that vicious cycle that Vlade has mentioned. And Shih Tzus, sometimes I see at my office, they can have the biggest dominance problems. Little dogs with very big attitudes. So you're, you really need to take his advice. Jump on this now because a lot of times it becomes a heartache when they get a lot older and they've established these patterns and they just don't become the pet that you remember. Thank you, Dr. Debbie. I'm not racist or breedist or, you know, f- but you know what? I got to tell you, the, the Shih Tzu have a problem. They, they do have a problem. And uh, with the Shih Tzu, early see, early deal. That's important. Thank you so much for calling Absolutely. us. 1-866-405-8405. It's the Animal Radio Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An adventurous little cat took a little walk and apparently made his way from Phoenix to Iowa. After five months, Megan Rowley was sure she'd never see her beloved cat Austin again. Imagine her surprise when she got a call from 1,500 miles away, saying they found her traveling tabby. And how they found him was even stranger. In Iowa, Nancy Cook was making a deposit at a bank drive through when a cat jumped right into her car through the open window. Austin landed in her lap, and as luck would have it, Nancy worked as an animal tech at the Avondale Cat Hospital, where Austin's owner was located by Austin's microchip. That's amazing. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! (laughs) Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard canine dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You found it. Sitting is becoming one of the fastest-growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. 
Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. It says turn your head and cough. And I, oh. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Guido, can you give me like a 10-second countdown before we go on air? <laughs> Thanks. A little embarrassing. Uh, really, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Doctor Debbie, uh, to talk to Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, to talk to Vinny. Yeah, he's answering your questions. If you have like uh, comedy, if you're writing comedy, he can help you write some comedy. He has a, a book that's going to be a bestseller out now. Check it out at uh, Amazon.com. It's called Guido's Credo, and I don't know if he named it after Guido, our uh, engineer here, or not. Uh, also, Bobby Hill on the way with the news. Hi, honeys. How are you? Yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. I took this down for one, once. I, I was watching Harvey. It's on TCM, my favorite movie. What's Harvey? With um, Jimmy Stewart and the big invisible white rabbit. I don't that know if one. I know that. I don't know that one. I've never heard of it nor seen it. Well, it's because you guys are as old as I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, What's yourself? that in the bed? That's interesting. What is Pencil that? Pencil sharpener. You know, it kind of sounds like a vacuum cleaner. No, we don't vacuum around here. <laughs> Sorry. More details about the NAPS conference. NAPS being the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Uh, yeah, a lot of people looking for a job right now. This guy over here that we're going to be talking to worked in the stock market, was a day trader, gave that up to be a pet sitter, and now he runs a six-figure uh, year pet sitting business. Wow. And he gets to hang out with the pets all day pretty cool job almost like ours we don't get paid that much but we get to hang out with the animals all day the animals and the pets hi kim how are you doing i'm good thank you how are you very good where are you i'm in alexandria virginia so i'm in the washington dc area okay and what's up with you today oh well i adopted this um beautiful male maine coon from a family about a year ago they had to give him up because they had a baby who he was trying to assert his dominance in the household and he was starting to attack the baby so oh, clearly gosh. the infant had to come first and so they had to give him up and i adopted him um and he's a healthy happy well-adjusted cat in every way except he chews everything like a puppy and he's destroyed hundreds of dollars of worth of stuff it's mm. furniture mm. clothing cables plastic metal I mean, it's in the night. Metal? Tried he chews metal? Yes, metal. Me- metal hangers from the, um, wow. a dry cleaner. Wow. I mean, I've never, it's like he's, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm just close to calling a pet psychic or something because I cannot <laughs> figure it out. And I've used Well, that's one avenue. <laughs> <laughs> the bitter chew spray didn't work. Tin foil didn't work. Um, um, pe- pepper paste from the, um, you know, uh, Indian curry, the hot pepper paste, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about a cat here. I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay. He's a, he's a Maine Coon, and I asked his vet, and the vet said, well, the breed, you know, they tend to be kind of mouthy. And I said, well, that doesn't really help me. Because um, you walk in with your clothes all chewed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incredible. He's, he's destroyed all kinds of stuff. 
And I okay. don't know what to do about it because I'm worried about him getting hurt. I left um, a wood coat hanger, one of the thick, nicer kind, and he chewed up one whole end of it and had little splinters in his mouth. Oh, yeah. I was just going to so, ask you if he's been eating any of these things, if he actually chews to nope. for the purpose of ingesting it? Nope. It's strictly, it's, it's just, it's like somebody chewing gum. He's just chewing on it, um, mm-hmm. like teething. Okay. So well, it, and I would say that... Suggestions? Yeah, and, and I would say that when your vet said that, you know, some cats have a higher, like, an oral need to chew, that is true. And um, does your kitty stay inside or out to go outside? He's 100% indoor, and I work very long hours, um, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, he sleeps most of the day, and um, again, he's, you know, personality-wise and temperament, he's actually, he's very well adjusted. He's also really spoiled. I don't know if I'm enabling <laughs> bad behaviors, probably. Yeah. But, um, well, for an indoor kitty, um, and especially if you are working long hours, then some of this type of behavior, for cats to chew, we're not, you know, you don't hear about this a lot, but some cats do this just like dogs do, kind of as a soothing, kind of a, um, you know, gives them some kind of sense of calm. So, you know, there may be that kind of oral need to chew on things, and it may just be he's bored. Um, so part of my prescription for you is going to be we're going to need to really set up some established activity and play sessions for him. And um, for a cat that were fighting something like this, I would prescribe at least three to four play sessions a day where we are doing something active, you know, cat dancer toys, um, kind of things where we make him jump and run around or, you know, chase you around the house, things like that, because we have to get his level of activity up. Um, you know, a tired pet is one that's less likely to have some uh, behavioral problems. And it's okay. kind of hard to make a cat run in a treadmill, <laughs> but that's the, the basic thing we got got to get him something else to do and something else to focus on during his day. Um, okay. Some ways that we can do that um, when you're not around and try to help kind of feed that need to chew is to give him things that make him work for um, a treat. Um, so rather than just kind of put food out for him, I would, you know, kind of make it a little bit more challenging for him. They, are, they do have certain uh, like Kong toys, certain kind of uh, rubberized toys where there's food inside and you can okay. hide treats and hide food in there. We want to make it kind of almost like a little uh, Rubik's Cube kind of puzzle where we have to kind of stimulate his mind and his activity in order to get some uh, food items. Um, and, and then there are some places we can redirect this, um, like um, the kitty grass that you can grow. Um, I would say, you know, I would line your sills with it and grow it for this boy because, you know, if he likes to chew on things, that's something we can direct him to. Um, and then there's some of the safer things like paper bags, uh, you know, those would be a good alternative, um, not as likely to be damaging, um, but where you can provide that for him to hide in, play in. And if he chews on a paper bag, no big deal. <laughs> okay. Um, and I then I the problem is, I'm sorry, I was going to say part of the problem is he is unusually intelligent. I've grown up with lots of pets, um, cats, dogs, bunnies, you know, turtles, you name it. And I've never had a pet in in my whole life that is as highly intelligent as Cosmo and that's part of the problem is he's constantly outsmarting me um, mm-hmm. I think I've managed to set up a, sort of a, a process where I've got the advantage and he's not going to destroy anything and he's so bright he figures out a way to get what he wants he's very resourceful um, uh-huh. and I think maybe that's 
part of his boredom is because he is unusually bright for any pet that I've ever had. So I keep the TV on and I try to stimulate his brain as much as I can. But I think, I don't know, (laughs) the chewing is is killing me. And I think that that definitely sounds, if that's his personality, you know, it is. It's kind of like having a kid in a class below their ability and their level. You know, there's just nothing to do, so they may get bored and kind of start a trouble in class. So, yeah, and, and definitely, you know, work on, you know, getting him active, um, getting those uh, substitute treats out. And, you know, I've even had a cat or two that I've trained to uh, rawhide shoes. How do you get them to do that? Because I got him some rawhide treats and he could care less. He wasn't remotely interested. And then he got my shoes and tore those apart. <laughs> Yeah. Um, first, I take the rawhide and I soak part of it in uh, water, just okay. so it kind of gets kind of mushy and slimy, and then offer that as an alternative uh, for okay. the chewing behavior. Um, and you can't, every cat won't go to it, but if he likes chewing on wood and uh, metal, um, you know, hopefully that will be an acceptable alternative. And, and it might be, you know, he is so smart that we might have to make really fun games for him as ways to find food and treats in the house. Um, so that might be something to really kind of think about what might work in your home situation where you can kind of give him some little surprises and you got to mix it up because cats will figure it out and um, you got to keep it fresh all the time oh this is a lot of work <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's what everybody always says with these <laughs> but isn't it worth it? it it they are worth it i just you know i had a wonderful Maine Coon that i had adopted before and he was a senior cat and so he of course was very mellow and sedate and this is a very feisty incredibly bright active um, young Maine Coon, and it's just, oh, it's like having a kid around. <laughs> An actual kid. <laughs> oh, we had one of those cats here in the studio. Wait till they're about four or five. They finally mellow out. It they takes a while. Seasoned. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, thanks for calling today. Thank you. Thank you for the advice. I will give the rawhide and the other um, planned activities a try and see how it goes. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Back again. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal. I left a lot of you hanging in the balance last time around. The first ever two-part Party Animal. And here it comes at you. Reflecting a bit on a few weeks back, the holidays. Uh, got into a, a, a bit of a, a bickering match with someone. Uh, a buddy of mine has got the greatest dog in the world. His name is Spaz, and it fits. Uh, but as much as Spaz is a Spaz, he's just a great dog. After you're there five minutes and he has his three seizures and does four backflips and um, jumps into your groin area so repeatedly, you're convinced you'll never be able to have another child. He totally chills out and hangs in your lap. And he is absolutely a member of this family, my buddy Steve's family. And yet, lo and behold, I'm over there for the holidays. And I see the stockings hung with care because soon St. Nick would be there. No stocking for Spaz. I got into it. How could you not have a stocking? For the, he's a member of the family. Now, make no mistake. Fans of the Party Animal segment know we have a little fish, Betty. And maybe I'm drawing a thin line here. We don't have a stocking for Betty. You don't get a stocking for the goldfish. I don't know. I want to. I mean, there are animals, you, there are pets you get stockings for. And there are pets you don't get stockings for. A dog, you get a stocking for. A cat, you get a stocking for. I don't know. From there, it gets a little bit blurry. I could see maybe getting one for 
for the bird in the house? I don't know, maybe the hamster? No, I, I don't see the fish. We had a turtle. We didn't have a stocking for the turtle. Uh, maybe we'll take some emails on it, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. But it, it got ugly over there. I mean, of course, the Jack Daniels didn't help. But he got a bit, my buddy Steve got a bit belligerent when I questioned where Spaz's uh, stocking was. And uh, the, the night did not end well, especially because I, it got his wife in on it. And she, it was one of those awkward kind of holiday moments where she had a little too much spiked eggnog. And she's like, I've been saying the same thing. He never listens to me. See, your friend agrees with me. And all of a sudden you're standing there like, oh, all right, then. Merry Christmas. Party Animal, Benny Penn. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Did you hear that our vice president-elect has caved and decided to actually get another dog, this one from a shelter, after he took so much heat for picking up the purebred German Shepherd from the breeder? Oh, I, I was unaware. He got a puppy mill dog? His first dog was a puppy mill dog? Well, you know, it, the breeder claims, no, no, she's not a puppy mill, and she's well within all the regulations, which I'm sure she is. <laughs> but, However, uh, yeah. after all the flack came down, Joe decided, um, yeah, my wife wants to go get a dog from the pound, too, because we've always had two dogs. <laughs> uh, well, tap dance, Joe. I'm glad they're going to a pound. we got to reiterate this. We got a lot of calls last week about this. If you go to a pet store and there are pets there that are like seven days a week, they're there all the time when you walk in. These are generally puppy mill animals, and they come from very crowded conditions, oftentimes have sicknesses that you don't find out till later. We always encourage you to go to a shelter, and if you're looking for a particular breed, uh, we encourage you to go to a breed rescue. We think these are some of the healthiest animals around. one 405 8405 We'll go back to the phones right after we do a quick check of news. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The new year means new laws go into effect to protect consumers and animals sold in pet stores in the state of California. The Pet Store Animal Care Act requires stores to document veterinary treatments and covers how live animals must be housed. The new law also requires pet stores to inform customers of all return policies, especially if the store has a no-return policy. The bill's author says most pet stores in the Golden State already adhere to proper guidelines when it comes to caring for live animals, but this new law will clarify and enforce those standards. Pet owners are trying to save a buck just like the rest of the world. Well, there are ways to slash the money spent on your pets without shortchanging their health. Got to keep your pets fit and trim. Most dog and cats in America, they're totally overweight these days, and those extra pounds increase the likelihood of serious health problems like arthritis, cancer, or diabetes. To help your pet maintain a normal weight, 
First, check and feel. You should be able to feel their ribs. Carefully measure the food that you give your animal. Keep the treats to a minimum and be sure to walk and work out your exercise with your pet daily. If your pet is overweight, try to shed those excess pounds slowly. You want to avoid any health risks that can be result from sudden weight loss, especially in cats. There's a new study that suggests that college students may handle stressful situations better if they have a pet. Research has shown that pets can improve the quality of life for people who are aging or those chronically ill. But researchers, for the first time, recently studied college students and found that they benefit from owning a cat or a dog. The Science Daily reports nearly a quarter of college students surveyed believe that their pets help them get through difficult times, like studying for midterms or finals. Students who choose to live with at least one dog, one cat, or any combination of the two were less likely to report feeling lonely and depressed. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Uh, Puppy Mill Talk, making the phones ring, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Doing pretty good, and you? Doing okay, what's up? I just wanted to ask about, uh, well, me and my wife, we own a kennel together, and we're getting a lot of comments to us about Puppy Mills, but, you know, we've been in business now for about two years, and we... uh, we hear that a lot when we go to pet stores talking about the puppy mill, and I just, you know, a lot of the pet stores uh, that I deal with, and I just want people to know that my my store my uh, kennel has nothing to do with uh, stuff like that. That's just a bad rap for some people too that's trying to make a living doing that. What do your kennels look like? Um, I have uh, wire cages for my kennels. My dogs get out every day. Um, they're inside a heated and air-conditioned kennel, specially built for them. Um, according to AKC uh, registrations, uh, my females only get bred once a year, mm-hmm. and that's the way I work, you know, and all my females. How long are their lives with uh, with you there? How long? How many years do they breed with you? Well, right now I'm just, uh, like I said, two years into it. And we're planning on after four years that we move them on into an adoption plan. That's our plan anyway. You think that the conditions that you have at your place are good conditions for your animals, for all of them? Excellent. Excellent. Every customer that's ever bought a dog from us has come in and was truly amazed, you know, because they've never seen nothing like that around here in this area. Mm -hmm. Do your customers come right to you, or do they buy over the Internet? Uh, some customers over the internet that they locate us, uh, we sell off of, uh, a couple of websites on there and from there we get our customers in. Uh, sometimes they come from anywhere from 50 miles to sometimes 250 miles or better. So you say it's fairly isolated or not so much isolated, but there's good kennels and bad kennels like there is good people and, and bad people. Yes, I do agree. There's, you know, there's. From what I've been told, too, there have been a lot of uh, inbreeding, like you was talking about earlier, over in Chicago area. That's what I heard about that, and I, that just kind of 
deterred me a lot from that stuff over there. So I'm glad some of my dogs are going there. What kind of dogs are you breeding? Uh, currently, we have uh, Bichons, Shih Tzus, Yorkies, and we also have Rottweilers. Champion Bloodlines in the Rot Rottweilers right now. Well, we thank you for your call today. And thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Yep. one 405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie? Yes. How are you doing, Bonnie? Well, I wanted to make a comment about buying dogs from breeders. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Um, I like a Boston Terrier. That's my breed of dog. Oh, I love it. That's a nice dog. Yes. And I've went... I don't know how many shelters I have called over the t- over time looking for a Boston. They sure. never get them. If they do, they're gone. By the time they just get them out in the cage, they're gone. Yeah, that's that's why I would say suggest a Boston Terrier rescue, and that's the best way to find a Boston no, Terrier no, rescue. No, 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 no. I tried that. Okay. Because I just lost my most my soulmate of twelve and a half years. Oh. This summer, uh-huh. I called three rescues. One told me because I didn't live in her state, they couldn't give me a dog. Mm. And besides that, I was a truck driver. Oh, uh-huh. you don't meet their criteria. Two other rescues told me, well, we have to have a chained fence in fenced in yard. I said, he's going to be on a truck with me. On the road. Well, yes, but you have to have them in a fenced-in yard. How do you fence in a 48-state United States in a truck? <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the criteria, the rules of the adoption agencies prohibited you from uh, rescuing from an agency and actually drove you to a breeder? Yes. Okay, that's important because I want any, if you're a rescue or an adoption agency, I want to hear from you. How, how do you answer to that? That's an, that's an important issue to cover right there because generally... And it, they were going to come to my house to make sure that I was a good enough candidate. Okay, now this is something that's fairly common and I'm going I'm I'm to side with them in most situations on this. But I am going to... But again, they demanded I have a fenced-in yard. I'm never home. What good is my fenced-in yard when he's on the truck with me how do I fence in my seventy-five foot semi? Did you mention this to them? I made him. I, I made it very clear. Okay. I said, that dog will have everything, anything, all things imaginable to dogdom and history. Sure, traveling dog. Hey, listen, I understand. This is kind of a weird situation because, as far as I'm concerned, the adoption agencies they they love to go into the houses, see where the animals are going to live, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. But in this particular case, this caveat here, it has driven you because you didn't meet their criteria. It has driven you to a breeder. Yes, and they said mostly they didn't adopt to truck drivers. Sure. You know, they need to change. You know, they need to make exceptions. They're kind of like you say, they're driving people away. They have too many rules. I can understand, and rules are good, but they've got to learn to bend a little bit, some of these agencies, and make exceptions. Let's talk about Ladybug, if we can, real fast. <laughs> Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua, who's not a stunt chihuahua, who happens to be a rat, rat terrier, terrier, we find out. Anyway, you adopted her from Los Angeles, and they generally don't adopt outside the vicinity, but right. you were able to talk with them, and you still talk with them to this day. They call you to yes. make sure that the 
animal is living. You send them videos. You send them pictures. They're on top of that, and I think that's okay. Yeah, they made an exception because yeah. I didn't live in L.A. County. I lived, you know, too many miles away, 250 miles away. Let's make an exception for the truck drivers or yes. the people that have dogs that are going to get the right exercise, that are they're going to get the right food, the right diet, the right love, and actually live all across the, the country, <laughs> 48 states, as your home and in your backyard. Let's make an exception for them so that these people aren't going to breeders and buying puppy mill animals that'll probably end up being unhealthy and creating, of course, a, a bigger problem. I mean, I'm with a dog. Who, who better than a truck driver to have a dog? He's a 24-hour-a-day companion. Yep. It's not like you get up in the morning, you see your dog for an hour, you go to work for 8, 10 hours, with your commute times, you're gone for eight, ten hours a day. Then you come home, you're with them maybe three, four hours. You go to bed. A truck driver's with us 24 hours a day. He's with you. He's your all buddy. The time and your presence. That's you're um, talking to him. You're communicating to him. That's the luckiest so dog, I think. Those are the luckiest ones. Absolutely. They get the attention because there are some dogs. Yeah. They'll be inside that fence that 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 uh, the yeah. adoption agency wants, and they'll they'll live in that house. But mom and dad, they'll be off at work all the time, and they'll never see the animals. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I thank you for your call. You bring up a good point. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Vlad. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit animalfood.com. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Radio. 
Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Some people still opening their Christmas presents like Vlade, who just... Is he regifting? Is that what you're saying? He's regifting there. Yeah, I think he's re-wrapping his own, his presents, own presents so we can open them again and be surprised. Oh, poor guy. Hey, it keeps him busy. Yeah, well, it Out does. Trouble. And, uh, which trouble. Makes him do. feel liked. It does, really. <laughs> now, I just saw this in the news, and it, it concerns me. The headlines read, iPod and Wii harmful to animals. I needed to know immediately what this was about. Yeah, what's that? Well, I know how uh, electronics, like the TV and such, they have cords, and they can get... My cat oh, gets wrangled yeah. behind uh, the TV with cords. So that's a real mm-hmm. obvious risk, but... But how can an iPod or a Wii be harmful to animals? Yeah. Well, let's say you're playing with your Wii and you trip over your animal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a survey, according to 3,000 pet owners, this survey done by Pet Plan, they're a pet insurance company, lists the top 10 gadgets most likely to injure pets. Okay. I'm going to work my way up from 10. Number 10, the karaoke machine. Yeah, you'd be singing there and you fall over your... Pe- <laughs> Have you had any uh, any clients in there with karaoke machine-related injuries? I can't say I have. Okay. <laughs> Not would, at all. Would they even admit it? <laughs> <laughs> the mobile phone comes in at number nine. Number eight, the Nintendo DS. Number seven, the PlayStation. Number six, the DVD player. Number five, the Wii. Number four, the Plasma TV. A lot of people getting Plasma TVs or got Plasma TVs for Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, the remote control. Yes, your remote control can be harmful to your animal. I can understand that. <laughs> number two. I have dogs that chew on them. You, yeah. Yeah, I imagine uh, you always hear about that. Some that have even swallowed the remote control, smaller remote controls. The number two is the laptop, and the number one most dangerous gadget likely to injure your pets yes. is the iPod, the Apple iPod. Really? Uh, this, according, mm. yeah, I. Uh, you know what? I just read it, folks. And if you want to see it, you can head on over to AnimalRadio.com where we'll post this list and all this research that they've done there. Let's go to the phones. one 405 8405 Hi. Who's this? Hi, this is Dan. How are you? You sound so cheery. Oh, well, you know, it's the drugs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> where are you calling <laughs> from? Only a joke. Yes, of oh, course. I'm calling from Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge, Virginia. Okay, right. never heard of that. No, well, that it's is. a small town about 20 miles outside of Washington, D.C. Sounds beautiful. It has its moments. Is it snowy? No, no snow. We haven't had. We've had one day of snow here about a month and a half ago, and then that was the end of it. For now. For now. Okay. Yes, it's liable to get ugly. Well, Dan, what's going? We, we bought a snowblower last year, so that guarantees no snow. This year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good thinking there, Dan. So, what's on your mind? Well, you were. I just heard you talking about strange names for pets. Yes. And uh, about ten years ago, after we lost my cat, uh, a friend of ours gave us another cat, a kitten. Uh, who's uh, had his own name when he came with it. And uh, my wife took one look at him and said, Oh, his name is Email. Email. I email. love it. Well, yeah, but that way she says we always have email waiting for us when we come home. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Oh, wonderful. Dan, thank you so much for contributing to this today. We appreciate it. one 405 with your strange names now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at AnimalFood.com. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Art Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. You're listening to Animal Radio, 
1-866-405-8405. We're all here, back for a new year. Vladi, he's actually, he's wearing something different this year. I don't know what it is. A different shirt? I what is so. it? Did he shave? What's different about yeah, you, Vladi? Maybe it's the highlights. Yeah, I've already blown my resolutions. So if you've blown yours, fear not. Dr. Debbie is answering your questions, your medical questions about your animals today at one 405 Now, just moments ago, we heard from Canine Heritage Breed Test that Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua, has no chihuahua. Uh-oh. In her. <gasps> oh my gosh! I know. I'm shocked. And this is, uh, of course, we had a pool here. If you're new to animal radio, so this is your first weekend listening. We got a stunt chihuahua for the studio. You know, to test the new products out and just be a cute little figure around the studio. You got her at a, an adoption event in Los Angeles. Yeah, is that correct? She came from a rescue. And, and apparently, and she was with a litter of puppies that looked like Chihuahuas. She looked like Chihuahua. They pointed to another dog in another cage. Did that they say like that chihuahua. she was a Chihuahua? Did yeah. they say? Yeah, they said she's a Chihuahua because that's what I was looking for. And, the, and, and she the, certainly looks it. She does yeah. look like a Chihuahua. Yeah, she's a Chihuahua imposter. Yeah, she's a, she wants to be, and of course, she has a craving for Taco Bell, which is unexplained there right you now. Go. But here's what we know. Here's what the Canine Heritage Breed Test has said to us. They they've confirmed that there is no Chihuahua anywhere in the breed line whatsoever. They say they think it's a Jack. It was. No, a, I'm a sorry. Rat. A, a rat terrier. A toy rat terrier. Toy rat terrier. Okay, I get that, yeah. But they can't validate it because they don't have the proper test to do it. It's a, it's a technology that's still advancing. Now, they say the secondary, same situation. They don't know what the secondary So we don't know who the mommy is or who the daddy is. <laughs> but we do know in the mix, somewhere down the line, she has Dachshund and Papillon. Very strange. Mm, which could be great, 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 great grandparents. And of course, she's a very long-legged animal. So uh, we're trying to figure out the whole dachshund thing. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't work, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I get that on her. And most importantly, who wins the animal radio? Who's the daddy pool here? Uh, we don't have a winner because everyone guessed Chihuahua and some other mix. Uh, Bobby guessed a Boston Terrier. Uh, you, Doc, a Minpin, Vladi, a Minpin, me, Minpin. I guessed Rat Terrier. I should have taken the other category. That's the one you're always supposed to pick on tests. (laughs) Wait a second, Judy. You guessed Rat Terrier? I guessed Rat Terrier. Yes, I did. I said, well, of course, I said it was Chihuahua and Rat Terrier. So you could theoretically be the Uh, winner. Yes, I think so. If you want to get technical, I think, yes, I am the winner. Well, let me ask if, I don't know, there's a lot of Monopoly money up at stake. (laughs) And Park Place, I understand. So uh, what? do you, are you you okay with uh, Judy being the winner? No. No. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I am I back you, Judy. Thank you. See, and you picked Minpin just like he did, so. Yeah. You know what? I want to find out exactly what the breed is, and I yeah. want to find out what's going on. Are there any other test, Doc? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely, and that's the crazy thing. There are tons of ways of DNA testing your dogs. Now, from what I know is on DNA testing, blood-based DNA is some of the most reliable. So mm. I think that might be the next way to go because you guys did a, the cheek swab. So I would definitely try that. And um, we at my office, we use one called the Wisdom Panel. And that's one that will have the uh, Rat Terrier and the Fox Terrier and those 
particular breed compositions available? I'm pretty sure it has 157 or so breeds that it does cover. Well, this one that we did had 100 plus breeds, but unfortunately they didn't have the capability to test for the rat terrier or fox terrier. They expect to have that sometime next year. Are there other ones that you can do with a cheek swab? You know, there are, but I don't know that they're all validated in the same way. So Mm -hmm. that means basically, you know, there's got to be enough pool of dogs within a set breed that they're testing. So, you know, I don't know that all of those really have the research behind them. So um, I'm going to say let's draw some blood. Do the blood you know? test. Now, how do we get the blood? Is it, is, it a, is it a big deal? Pretty big deal? Not a big deal. No, it's a pretty quick uh, type procedure. Um, just draw some blood. We put it in the little tubes, send it out. And, you know, it takes about two to three weeks. And um, for the, we did this for my office manager and her dog, and it came back with a nice little photo and kind of a breed description. And, you know, and, um, I, I definitely endorse it. I'd give it a try. So did her dog look like anything that it truly was? Yeah, for some of them, it did. Um, but then there was, I forget what it was, but it was a breed that was just, you couldn't see it in there anywhere. <laughs> um, so we think it was way back, you know, but it definitely it had a lot of the characteristics. Well, the most important thing is that we all love her at the studio yes. here, uh, Chihuahua or not. Uh, although I just, you know, I just, uh, for so long, I always thought Chihuahua, it's hard for me to get over it's that whole it's thing. It's going to be hard not to yeah. say that anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I wanted a small dog and, and she you got is a small, a small dog. dog. She's about four pounds. So. Oh, cute as a button. Yes, my we ba- love her all the same. Yes, <laughs> baby bug, baby bug, baby bug, baby bug. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How you doing? I'm absolutely great. But I have some information for your lady with the biting Yorkie. Oh, the lady whose whose Yorkie is biting her husband when <laughs> when he's asleep. Right. Yes. Um, we had a pug that did the same thing to my mom. Uh huh. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And what it, what it was is um, my, we found out my mom has sleep apnea. <gasps> and the, bu- the pug was actually biting her fingers to wow. wake her up. To wake her up. Yeah. Because once, once with somebody who has sleep apnea, if they have sleep apnea and they stop breathing, sometimes they'll automatically roll to one side or the other, and that'll make them start breathing again. But my mom wasn't doing that, and the pug would bite, her pug would bite her fingers. And even once she got her mask, if, if she kicked her mask off during the night, yes. the, her pug would bite her fingers and wake her up to put her mask back on. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, for those of you that don't know what sleep apnea is, uh, it's, a, it's a closure of, uh, I guess, the throat when you're right. sleeping, and it keeps you from breathing, so you, you sort of slip into the snore, and you stop breathing for a few seconds, and you spend a lot of sleepless hours at night. So the dog well, may have been you just... you don't realize you're sleepless. You don't realize that you're not sleeping. You think you slept fine, and sometimes you'll wake up feeling more tired than you went to bed. The dog was uh, trying to wake her up. And the dog wasn't trained to do this. No, the dog automatically did it. One night, she got her mask off, and she, the dog couldn't wake her up, and he came and got me. By doing the same thing, he come and bit me on the ear. Oh, how wonderful these little, little creatures we got. Okay, well, we'll take that in consideration there. Find out if that caller, is she still on the line? She's gone already? Okay, if you're still listening, uh, call us back. Let me know if, uh, does your husband have sleep apnea? Could that be a possibility? one 405 Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network.